Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I'll tell you, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. I don't want to be anywhere else today. Amen. On the way to church, I always pray. I say, Lord, do people drive to church with the anticipation that I look forward to every week? to see each other, to hear the word of the Lord, to worship together. And and I just pray that church is something that we are excited to get to every week. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. We've been on a series about the fullness of the Holy Spirit, of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, Right before I went on vacation, we released our mission and our vision statement. But as a church, we believe as a church, pursuing the way of Jesus together, that we experience transformation in our lives, communities, and beyond by this. By being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what he did. So if you wonder what our mission is here at Church on the Rock, our mission is simple. It's three things. Our mission is to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and then go. Everybody say go. And then go. Say it again. Everybody say go. And then go and do what Jesus did. How many believe that we can do what Jesus did? We not only can do what Jesus did, the Bible says most assuredly in John 14, 12, Hallelujah. The Bible says most assuredly. How many says that's pretty sure? Most assuredly. In other words, you can bank on this, baby. Most assuredly, I say unto you that he who believes in me, anybody out here believe in Jesus, he says the works that I do, you will do also. I want to say that again. He that believes in me, that's us. Jesus said the works that I do, He will do also. You will do also. And then he even says, wait a minute. Not only will you do what I did, Jesus said, and greater works than these will you do. Come on, anybody out there. And greater works than these we will do. Why? Because I go to the Father. And brothers and sisters, it's because, because of the cross, the power of sin is broken in my life. Because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross, I have forgiveness of all sins. Amen? Because Jesus rose from the dead, how many know that we raise up in newness of life? Amen? Because Jesus, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in me and I can live an overcoming life. Amen? And the Bible says because Jesus is exalted, what happens because Jesus is exalted? The Holy Spirit can now come. And that's why we do greater works, because Jesus could only be at one place at one time. But when he got up to the Father, the Father looked at him and he said, all right, son, I'm going to give the Holy Ghost just as I promised. You can read that in Acts chapter 2 around verse 33. Just as I promised the Holy Spirit, when you were exalted... I now can give the Holy Spirit to the earth uh, uh, so that they can have an outpouring of the Spirit. So it's because of the outpouring of the Spirit that we can do greater things. Why? Hey, everybody look at your neighbor. Look at this room today. Look at the room today. Look around today. We are God's army. We are not in one place at one time. But how many say we need to saturate our areas? We need to saturate the workplaces and saturate our neighborhoods with the power of Jesus. But uh, I started thinking, 
anything we preach, anything we do ought to be in our mission statement. And we've been preaching the last few weeks about the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. So the Holy Spirit coming to live in, in, live in us is our mission statement, to be with Jesus. John 14, 16 and 17 says this, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Another there means this. When Jesus says he's going to give you another, another there means one besides me. One in addition to me. One that, 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 that's just going to be just like me. He will do in my absence what I would do if I were with you physically. That he, the Holy Spirit, he will abide. Everybody say, with you. Amen. Our mission statement is to be with Jesus. He may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Somebody say, I see him and I want to know him. Amen. But you know him. Why? Because he dwells with you. Jesus said, because he dwells with you. Hey, guys, remember there's one true God. When Jesus was on the earth, he was in the earth as one, he was in the earth as Jesus, Emmanuel, God in the flesh. So that's why he said this, for now he, God, dwells with you. In other words, God came and dwelt on the earth with people and he walked with the disciples as Emmanuel, God with us. But later he says, right now Jesus said he dwells with you now, but later he will be in you. So brothers and sisters, that outpouring of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit coming to you is just like if Jesus was walking the earth. Just like Jesus sat down and sat down on a rock and explained scripture. Just like they saw Jesus do miracles and healings and signs and wonders. Jesus was doing all of that. Amen. Jesus is still, come on, Jesus is still doing all of that, and he's doing it by the Holy Spirit. How many know that God is the Holy Spirit? Hey, there's one true God, and it comes in, in, in three persons, the Father, and then the Son came as a human to us, to the earth, but when he went back and was exalted, God came back, and God dwells in you. Whoa, God dwells in you. God dwells in you, so we can be very happy about that. That's the spirit indwelling. The Holy Spirit is transforming us to become like him. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'll be reading NLT. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him. How many say our mission statements to become like Jesus? Well, the Lord, who is Spirit, where's the Spirit at? The Spirit is in you. He was with you, but later he shall be in you. So the Lord who is in you is helping you every day to become more and more as we are changed into the image of Christ. Matthew 3.11. Man, that ought to make you shout. Amen. Matthew 3.11 says this, And he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Anybody ever heard that one, Scripture? And with fire. Fire there means this. Fire is the cleansing of fire. Anybody ever had a cleansing? Is a cleansing of fire. So when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, he is a Holy Spirit that promotes holiness inside of you. And what you couldn't do before because God is in you, 
You now can do it because the things that we desire, he gives us the power to do it because that power lives in us. But, but when the Holy Spirit comes in us, there's a cleansing fire. And, and there's like a blast, like a horse breathes out a blast out of his nostrils. There's like a blast of spirit burning that burns away everything that's not holy. When the Spirit of God infiltrates your temple, there is a searching, an illuminating, a refining, a dross-consuming character of the Holy Spirit comes in and burns up dross in our life. And everything that's unholy, he takes possession of it and gets it out. That's the Spirit indwelling in you. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you got to think of it in two ways. You think about the Holy Spirit within or the Holy Spirit dwelling with you, how you're sealed with the Spirit, and how, how your temple is where the Holy Spirit dwells. But then also you got to talk about the outpouring of the Spirit. The outpouring of the Spirit is, an, is, a, is when the Holy Spirit fills a room and He empowers you for service. So the Holy Spirit coming like the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, um, it, the, the Holy Spirit came upon 120. And then a little bit later, in the very same chapter, the Holy Spirit was outpoured on over 3,000 men. And then over in Acts chapter 8, there's another outpouring, different from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There's another outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 8, where the whole place was filled. And then there's another outpouring in Acts, in Cornelius' house, when, when there was another outpouring upon the Gentiles, and the Holy Spirit came and filled the house in which they were in. There was another outpouring in Acts chapter 19, where the Holy Spirit came and filled different than. It's different than the Spirit dwelling in you. It's the Spirit coming upon you to do service and to empower you for witness. So the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, but then he comes upon us to help us do the third thing of our mission statement. He helps us to do what Jesus did. And the way he does that, how does he help us to do what Jesus did? This week and next week, we're going to talk about a bunch of gifts a bunch of supernatural. I'm talking power rangers. I'm, I'm talking a power that, that comes on you that's, that, that's, that's great. It's supernatural. It doesn't have human origin. I'm talking about power that you can walk in. And, and this power isn't to make you powerful or to make you all that. This power is, is a power that just comes through you so that he's powerful and so that he's great. So, so, so with that, uh, it helps us to do what Jesus do. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was anointed. I don't have my timer up. Je the Bible says that Jesus was anointed and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 3, verse 22, at the baptism, the Holy Spirit came and descended upon Jesus. Everybody with me? At Luke chapter 3, 22, the Holy heavens opened up and the Holy Spirit came and descended. Now, here's what's interesting about that. Jesus is the first person that the Holy Spirit descended upon and stayed upon. In the Old Testament, the Spirit would come upon prophets and kings. He would come upon special people doing special things for the Lord. But it was a come and go kind of a thing. He would come and just fill them and then he would, and then he would depart. He didn't stay with them and abide with them. 
Okay, Jesus is the first one that the Holy Spirit came upon him and stayed upon him and descended upon him. Then you see in Luke 4, 1, the temptation of Christ. We see that the Holy, that then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, uh, returned from Jordan and he was led of the spirit up to the wilderness to be tempted. But what I want you to notice in Luke 4, 1 is how Jesus was anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit at 3.22 and then Luke 4, 1, at the temptation it says Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. And then after the temptation, in Luke 4, 14, after his temptation, the Bible says Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. And then we read, and, and uh, Carmen, bring me my Bible. We read, turn to Luke chapter 4. Turn to Luke chapter 4. If you have it on your, on your phones or, or wherever you're at, turn to Luke chapter 4. And we're talking about how Jesus was anointed. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking Jesus. Jesus came in a human form, in a human body, just like you and I. He, he understands what it's like to live in flesh and blood. And he understands what it's like. Okay, now look at this. In, John, in uh, Luke chapter 4, in verse um, 14, we see that Jesus returned uh, filled with the Holy Spirit's power and reports spread about him. Then uh, he came to the village of Nazareth um, where his boyhood home was. And he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath. And he stood and he read the scriptures, the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. In fact, that's Isaiah chapter 61. He opened that and Jesus said this. He said, the spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, upon Jesus, mind you. Upon Jesus, mind you. The spirit of the Lord, he was a human. He came as a human. He came just like you and I. He was tempted in all ways, just like you and I. Jesus, need to be, Jesus needed to be anointed and filled with the Spirit. Just like you and I have to be anointed and filled. Jesus, when he was baptized, the Spirit descended. Then he, from that point on, he went, by the, hey, he went by the power of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. And then after that, it says he left by the power of the Spirit. Then he went to the temple, and he opened up the book. And he went to it, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. What that means is how well, this may ruffle some of you. How well would Jesus have done it without the Spirit? He said he couldn't do anything except the Father helped him. Read your word. Jesus said he couldn't do anything without the Spirit helping him. Does anybody out here feel like you can't do anything? That you need some Spirit help? That you need some Spirit strength? Jesus came and walked it and showed it to us, guys. He walked it. He walked it. Everything we go through, he went through it. Everything we, no excuses. You can do the same things that Jesus did and greater things because the same power that filled Jesus and came upon Jesus fills and anoints you so that you can do the same things. Come on, church. Wake up to the power of God that dwells in God's people. The church is powerless. Christians walk weak and anemic and without power. It's time for the church to be what the church is. It's called to be. 
It's time to let your, it's time to quit getting your butt kicked by the devil on a day-to-day basis. It's time to set some standards and say no. It's time to quit letting your family go through sickness and disease and all this stuff while we just sit on the sideline and take it and become a doormat to the devil when we've got the power of God living in us. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus. You think I can preach? No. You think I can understand the word? No. But the Spirit illuminates. The Spirit gives the wisdom. The Spirit gives the knowledge. The Spirit gives the understanding. The Spirit gives the know-how. The Spirit gives the words. The Spirit gives the strength. The Spirit calms the nerves. The Spirit does the healings. The Spirit does the deliverance. The Spirit does the counsel. The Spirit does the help. The Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit, the Spirit. It's not you. I felt the Lord say, we got to get over ourselves. We got to get over ourselves and thinking that we're all that. Because, brothers and sisters, here's the fact we need to decrease so that He can increase. But people feel like they're the reason you have pressure and nerves and anxiety. Talking to Brian here. It's because you think you're all that. That you think you can handle all that. That you think you can control all that. That you think you can do all that. We got to get over ourselves and be filled with power and watch Him do all that. Somebody praise Him today. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty and proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that people oppressed by the devil will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor is at hand. Then he rolled up the book. Jesus was so cool. Then he rolled up the book. He read it. And he handed it back to him. And he said, this day, it's been fulfilled. Bob, the Spirit of the Lord lives in you. The Spirit of the Lord's upon you. He's anointed you to preach. He's anointed you to set the captive free. He's anointed you to heal the sick. He's anointed you to people that are oppressed by the devil to set them free. He hands you the book. And he went and sat down. He did all he can do. What are you going to do with it, Bob? Get up there and preach. You're doing the rest of the sermon. (laughs) Spirit of the Lord's upon you, Kendall. He's given you power to pray for the pilots. He's given you powerful words of wisdom. He's made you an influence and put you in a spot to change your world for Jesus. It's all been done, my son. It's been fulfilled. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Because he's, guys, because he's at the right hand of the Father is why the Holy Spirit can't come. The Holy Spirit could not come until Jesus was at the right hand of the Father. Get that in our heads. The Holy Spirit had not come in the Old Testament. He came every once in a while on a few. But now every individual 
every person who believes, the Spirit of God can come upon you. Spirit of God. God's anointed you to win your neighborhood. You fill this row about every week. Amen. Amen. Spirit of the Lord's upon you. Spirit of the Lord's upon you, Bruce, to set the oppressed free, to use your story of what you've been through and the things that you have suffered and the things that, that, that are your experience. Now he uses it to help those who are suffering. He rolled up. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? The baton's hung, handed over to you. We're part of the team. We're part of the relay. What are we going to do with it? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was anointed and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to think upon, I want you to think about the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus. First of all, I want you to say that. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Say, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Now say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay, here's the difference between indwelling and upon blessing. Here's the difference. When you're in a situation, it could be at Walmarts. It could be in your neighborhood. Uh, It could be at Dynamic Auto. That you're just minding your own business, going about your own day, about your day. But then all of a sudden, you discern that the atmosphere just changed. And you sense an anointing coming upon you. And you sense that God wants to do something right here and right now. Has anybody ever felt that? Let me tell you this. That's happening to every person in this room if you're a believer. The ones that raised their hand and said that they have, they have had that happen to them, they just recognize it. The fact is that's happening to every one of us because God wants to reach people. And you are his hands and you are his feet and you are his mouthpiece and he fills you with the power to do what you need to do. Stand up, teacher, Ed. You, uh, God used you to heal somebody in the last three weeks, didn't he? Uh, for sure healing. Nick, stand up and yell out what God did with you. Can you hear him? Loud. Hurry up. We're talking about an atmosphere. Nick was minding his own business at Comcast. He was doing his work. He was doing his job. But all of a sudden, the atmosphere changed. And he felt like there was an assignment to do. There was something that God needed his help with. And so... The spirit that indwelled in him came upon him. And if you want to do it like this, do it like this. If if you want to think of the spirit in you, say up. It comes up and then on you. 
If you want to do it that way, you can. But the Spirit upon you is for an act of service to fulfill a mission. It's an anointing. It's a power. It's something that happens at any moment, any given time, when you're least expecting it. If you're open and you're available, the Spirit comes up and upon you and anoints you to do this. So a couple months ago, um, a co-worker came up to me, and we chatted a little bit in the past. We were more so acquaintances, but he started telling me about his son who had all of these problems, who was autistic, dyslexic, and had a terrible speech impediment. He was just telling me, or I guess venting to me, that his son was struggling a lot and was very behind in school and goes to a special school that just costs a lot of money, and it's been like just very tough on their family. Mm-hmm. And I just in that moment asked if I could pray for him and didn't think much of it. I believe that God can do the impossible, but I didn't think much of this interaction. Spirit came up and then on him and anointed him. So we, we just prayed in the moment, just simple. He said, thank you. Just kind of went about our business, worked a few months later, small talk here and there. I run into him at Costco one day, and he comes up to me. He's like, Nick, Nick, Nick. He's like, I'm like, what? Like, your, your, prayer, your prayer worked. And he said, my son, he's, he's speaking like perfectly now. And he's so ahead of his class now that the teachers don't even know what to do with him. I forgot about this interaction (laughs) until he came back and praise the Lord for that. But simple prayer, simple prayer. God does it. Man, God wants you. God needs you. What, What if Nick was unavailable? I'm telling you that that is happening to 100% of believers here today. If you say, I've never heard that, I've never known that to happen, then you may have to go back to that one scripture where, where, where they didn't know and they didn't see and they weren't aware of, and that's maybe the point that you need to practice and work on. You're hearing teaching today, so maybe the point that you need to practice on, to practice this week, maybe the point you need to practice this week is just being aware of His presence but of just trying to hear that voice and that simple. And, 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 and people say this. People say this. How do you know when it's God? Well, let me answer it like this. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, and, and, and the very end of Jesus telling his instructions to his disciples. He said, but go to Jerusalem and tarry and wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. In other words, until you receive power uh, from on high. And, and, I, and I bet some of the disciples did this. Well, how do we know when it happens? How, how, what is it? What, what's going to happen? How are we going to know? And brothers and sisters, if you read Acts chapter 2, something happened that they knew it. Something kind of incredible happened where they weren't itching their head wondering if the outpouring of the Spirit had happened to them. So if you're itching your head wondering if the Holy Spirit has has come upon you, then it hasn't happened because you won't be itching your head anymore. You're going to know that you've been empowered with the Spirit. You just know that you know. You just know that you know. But brothers and sisters, the Spirit comes up on me too. And the anoint, he anoints me with power for my mission, just like Jesus was anointed with power for his mission. Acts 10.38 says this. And you know that God, 
And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Brothers, sister, brothers and sisters, get away from the teaching that you think the Holy Spirit is an influence or a force. He is not an influence or a force. It is not some cosmic feeling that comes upon you to where you get in pagan religion, to where you shake and, you're, and you just get overpowered and you say you don't have any control. That's bogus. That's bogus. The Holy Spirit doesn't overpower. He empowers. He doesn't overpower. He empowers. He doesn't send you in some frantic pagan where your eyes are rolled back in your head and you're chipper chattering. You need to, it's different than that. Okay? He, when it says here how Jesus, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, that is clear that that is a noun, that is a person. If it, if it was a cosmic force or, 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 or an influence or something that, some this or some, just an a, a, a influencer or, or, or force, then it would say how Jesus was anointed with the power and with power. But it says he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person who gives you power. And this person, Jesus, if you don't get anything else, get this. And this person, Jesus, that walked the earth with 12 disciples and many more disciples that are unnamed. That walked with Jesus. They followed Jesus. They heard his teachings. They saw his power. They, 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 they witnessed everything that he did. He took care of everything. He was God. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. But now... Jesus of Nazareth, now the Holy Spirit, God comes back to us. Not in the form of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in a physical body. He comes back as the Holy Spirit in you, the person Jesus. He tells you the future. He explains scripture to you. He get, pulls out whatever gift, and he's still the healer. You are not the healer. You're not all that. If you have pressure when you're praying, is your, think you're going to heal. If you feel a pressure or you have anxiousness that somebody needs to be set free, get over yourself. You're not setting anybody free. You simply bear a treasure, as 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says. In an earthen vessel. And if we can break this earthen vessel. And let that treasure come out. Then God. The Holy Spirit. Can save people. Can heal people. Can deliver people. And that's what God wants this church to be about. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went about doing good. And healing all that was oppressed with the devil. For the Lord was with him. If Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power as the musicians are coming. If God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Don't you think 
if the creator of the heavens and the earth came as a human being and gave up his deity and gave up he was God in a human body but he gave up all that if he came and had to be anointed with the Holy Spirit and holy pow- and power shouldn't you shouldn't we Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? You know, I had 10 pages, and that's only page one. We may be on this sermon series for a while. But you know why I'm staying on it? Because God's saying stay on it, number one. And here's the other reason. People are experiencing the Holy Spirit. Diana, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but come here. (laughs) Come here, Diana. You've been a Christian for a long time, but you've been having an experience with the Holy Spirit. Just tell them what happened to you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Last Sunday, when Love Chicago was here, um, I came up to... Uh, just uh, to to volunteer for the group. Um, and I was just kind of standing up here, minding my own business, um, mm-hmm. just praying and worshiping. Um, and then I felt, um, I felt uh, somebody put their hand on my forehead. And it was almost as though there was like, um, like a flow of energy that literally I physically felt. Biblical, yeah. Uh, and I'd never heard of this, so... I was not looking for it or expecting it, but uh, I felt a physical flow of energy uh, penetrate my forehead, and I can physically feel it coming through. I believe that. Um, And it felt like, kind of like warm oil pouring from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet on the inner wall of my body, kind of coating the... Inner wall? Yes. Coating my entire inner body. Um, And then it just kind of passed right through. And Carmen, thank you. And Carmen, what do you? What did you? Diana called and said, "What? I was in a meeting. What? And what did you tell her that probably happened to her?" She said, um, "What was the significance? I know the Holy Spirit was touching me. I get that. But what was the significance?" I said, "Diana, God was anointing you for a specific purpose. The Holy Spirit is anointing you for a purpose or a time that Just He like has Jesus. for you." Yeah. Can you take just a minute more? I wanted to get a piece of gum out. Um. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Is Amanda in here? Amanda? She's in the lobby? Tell her, come here. Is Scott Cater here? Scott Cater usually sits over here. He's an electrician for Aldi. He said, Pastor, a few weeks ago, I've never been around anything like this. He said, a few weeks ago, something came where I was at and came upon me. And it just took away all the worries and anxieties and things and and circumstances. just took it away. And he said, I experienced a peace that I never experienced. It's the Holy Spirit come upon him. 
Where's, a, where's Amanda at? Amanda, I'm not going to embarrass you. Amen. You coming up too, Ryan? Are you? <laughs> Amanda, I was just talking to Amanda the other day because we were going over this sermon because I got in a hurry and I, 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 I got in a hurry and I just wrote out everything the Holy Spirit was telling me on a piece of paper. And I said, can you type this up? So when she got back, we, she was just kind of saying she liked the message and stuff. And, and you kind of had an experience at your house with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, uh, um, I was praying one night in bed a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago. And I just felt like a, a presence. I don't know what it was. I can't describe it. It's kind of hard to describe, but it felt like a peace, just like an overwhelming peace. Um, and he was just moving and it was just, it was, I've never experienced that before. It was like active and alive. Yeah, it was active. I felt like somebody was literally touching my arms and touching my lips and kind of like just giving you a, giving me a peace. And I was praying about a lot of stuff, but it was a, I don't know, it was even hard to describe it to Pastor Ryan, but it was a, it's hard to have just words a, for it. a peace, but it was a calming. It was like, okay. And you've been guys, in the faith for how many years? 35, maybe. Have you ever experienced anything quite like that? No, it was it was it was different, but it I, it was authentic. It was real, and and uh, it was the reason I'm keeping on this sermon is because I keep hearing reports of people say I was driving down the road, I was at my house, I was here. Brad, you told me something how the Holy Spirit's been coming upon you like never. Stand up, Brad. You've been having this happening to you in a supernatural way, haven't you? Amen. It's just, it's just coming upon people. And it's something, it's not weird. Hey, for any of you that say that you've been having, is it weird? It's not weird. There ain't anything weird about it. it, it it's not uncomfortable, is it? It's not uncomfortable. Um, is the Holy Spirit a gentleman? That's why he is a person, not a force or an influence that sends you out in some pagan religion where you just shake and convulse. No, he's a person that comes to you with dignity and respect, and he never pushes you past where you want to go. Are you all with me today? So you don't have to be afraid. If you want to receive the outpouring of the Spirit, Braden's going to sing a song. I want you just to stand up, come forward today. I want you just to stand up and say, I want more of God. I want an outpouring of the Spirit in my life. I'm believing it's going to happen here at church, but if it doesn't happen, it may happen in my car. It may happen when I'm washing dishes. It may happen when I'm laying in bed. I'm hearing reports all over the house. I'm hearing reports everywhere how the Spirit is coming upon people. Wherever they're at, He's coming upon them. I want us to stand to our feet. And I want us to come. And I want you to be saying things. Come on, come. I want you to be saying things like, God, I'm going to be more aware. I'm going to be more cognizant. I'm going to be more available. Some of you need to come and say, I want to hear your voice. Some of you need to come and just surrender your vessel. And say, Lord, empty me. Empty me. So that you can fill me. Before you can be filled, you have to be emptied. I'm feeling that in the Spirit. Jesus emptied himself of his deity. He emptied himself of, his, of, of the God part. He emptied himself. And he came as a human. And then he was filled. He was anointed and filled. I want you to come.
Just come to the front, lift up your hands and say, I want an outpouring. For more information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visit us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.